First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, we are back. Dr. Bianca Adair joins us right now. She's director of intelligence studies program at Catholic University. Uh, Dr. Adair, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, so far, we look at today's day of rage that Hamas called for. In Yemen, they're responding. In Jordan, they're responding. In the West Bank, they're responding. And we brace for ourselves for the unknown here in America. What are your thoughts? Hi, good morning, and thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, my thoughts are, unfortunately, the ideology of Hamas and the way in which they have manipulated propaganda is impacting not just the countries that we've been able to see, Yemen not surprising uh, by virtue of their own relationship with Iran, but also, sadly, the United States. And I think the, the deepest concern that I have for any Western country is to really start to reflect internally as to why that type of propaganda and that type of ideology is somehow become mainstream, and especially in the United States, mainstream with our college students and on our college campuses. Are you finding that a Catholic? No, we are not, thankfully. Uh, we are very blessed. We have uh, great students that do understand, and we are they're taught as well as uh, we live, what is right and what is wrong. And there is really no ethical ambiguity, as you'll see with the CUA president's message yesterday, with a very strong stance on what Hamas did and its terrorism, but also the right for Israel to defend itself uh, keeping in mind that in Catholic doctrine, just war, which comes from the Augustinian thought process as well as St. Thomas Aquinas, und underscores the ability of any country, Israel notwithstanding, to protect itself. So we send, uh, we have uh, here in uh, New York, we've had four days of protests. We have colleges coming out for the Palestinians in Columbia, NYU, and Hunter College. Um, it's embarrassing. Uh, but so one of our reporters uh, for Jesse's show, uh, went out and asked people, like, what are you doing? What's your cause? Listen. What's going on here today? Protest in solidarity with the resistance attack on the settler colony that is Israel. We didn't have no freedom at all. That's why Hamas, you know, did that. You know what I mean? Hamas, whether you like them or not, has been warning Israel, the oppress our people, the oppress our people, we'll respond, we'll respond. And how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm happy that my people are responding and they're fighting back. What is your reaction to the music festival this week where a lot of innocent people were killed? We don't want innocent people to die, but it happens, you know, it's war. I don't condone that, you know, I don't condone violence, I don't don't rape. But that's what's happening over yeah. there. I know. It is what it is, you know. These festival goers are not innocent civilians. They are settlers. So they deserved and it? Yes. Every every settler. Yes. So that's the mindset. What do you do with that? Uh, well, first off, I want to highlight, I did actually watch those when they were broadcast yesterday, and I was mortified, as well as the students' uh, commentary that was coming from California. 
Uh, what you do with it, I think, is uh, there are a couple things that really need to be done. One is that we do need to look at how professors are teaching these classes. I personally teach a class on U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. And when we discuss the issue of Palestinians and the Israelis, we do not begin that conversation in 1948. Actually push it back into the 1930s and the shocking role that the Palestinian Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, I mean al-Hussein, had in terms of his relationship with Nazi Germany and a desire to have the extermination of Jews in Palestine, this beginning, the process beginning in 1930s was his call for this and his, his desire. Once students start to understand contextually what is going on and getting it into the Holocaust, I can tell you to a person in my classes, they have been shocked that they are not taught this aspect of that um, dynamic in the Middle East. So we have a couple of things we have to do in that regard. And I also, I, I have to admit, as I was watching yesterday, I was thinking of the de-radicalization programs that occur both in, uh, in Europe, uh, throughout the Middle East. Are we at the point where we're going to have to start considering this by virtue of the level of hate speech, by the level of attacks that are going on against the Jewish community, and doing so in the name of the very ideology espoused by Hamas? I mean, if you go to NYU, your parents are paying $91,000. So to get this type of education, I mean, you don't find this hanging out with the Crips and the Bloods and you say, well, <laughs> these poor kids have no parents. You get highly, you know, very well-off people learning this anti-Israeli, anti-American doctrine. And it's no longer niche. It could be a whole generation. Here's more of this. This is Lawrence Jones who went out on the streets yesterday and he just was listening. He asked the question and let him go. Why are you here today? Uh, free Palestine. I stand with the Palestinian people unequivocally. I support decolonization and liberation of Palestinian people and the end of a mass genocide in the Gaza Strip. You're talking about the genocide of the kids being beheaded? That's false. That is actually false. When you see the kids that have been beheaded and the women that are raped, how do you feel about that? Ugh, I, I don't know where to start from that. Israel is notorious for creating propaganda that sides their one-sided massacre against Palestinians. That was already proven um, that didn't really happen. There was didn't happen. not verified. Women did not get raped. No. I have I've not seen any proof of that. If it did happen, it I haven't seen it. Like they get attacked for no reason. The children got attacked for no reason? The kids that were beheaded? Beheaded? Yeah, apparently. Like, that's what they were Jewish kids. Wait, Jewish kids? The U.S. military money that goes there, $4 billion a year, should stop going to Israel to support their war crimes. So, so they don't believe it. Israel makes it up and anything bad, we're just going to go there. And I would say there look to be about 500 people there. Yeah, I watched that also. And again, uh, just shocked, uh, but not surprised, shocked because it's in the United States. And to be fair, in watching, um, I read regularly the Iranian press and particularly some of the stuff that comes out from the Supreme Leader and the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, they're using this as propaganda. It's terrifying insofar as you have, especially the young man who had no idea what babies were beheaded. I mean, the fact that he could very casually bring that up as if it's completely normal is shocking in and of itself. But the other part underscores that these students are not being guided in a way to really truly investigate all of the sides of this and understand that the propaganda, there is a propaganda campaign going on by the terrorists. 
And at the center of all of this swirl is Iran. Those connections are not being made for these young people to realize that when they're going out and doing and saying the things that they're doing and saying, which, again, really just defies logic and defies the intellectual communities they're supposed to be a part of. The problem that you run into is they don't realize that what they're doing supports Hamas. It supports Hezbollah. And at the center of all of that is the support of the IRGC Quds Force. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. By the way, we're talking to Bianca, uh, Dr. Bianca Adair, a Director of Intelligence Studies Program at the Catholic, uh, Catholic University. So, Dr. Adair, let's look at what's happening right now. Uh, there's a fear among, among everyone that wants Israel to be successful that Hezbollah is going to get in and start shelling from the north. If that indeed happens... Uh, the U.S. says, you better not because we're going to get involved. And Iran says, if that happens, we're going to get involved. In fact, Iran said, if you freeze that $6 billion, we're going to start uh, targeting your assets in the region. That's our 10,000 troops in Syria and an unknown number in Iraq. What's your reaction to both those uh, scenarios? Well, first and foremost, it doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, uh, on October 9th, one of the Hezbollah clerics actually already said that Hezbollah would get directly involved as soon as Israel began a land invasion in Gaza. This came out, this was in uh, the IRGC uh, papers, they covered it. And so that isn't surprising. The second piece of it is what is going on with respect to Iran. Iran in on September, between September 21st and September 22nd, and then there for an unspecified time thereafter, Iran was already going through its simulation with its troops in Syria, North Syria, and on the border with Iraq, which really triggered some alarms that, in fact, the um, Iranians may be getting ready to have the Shia militias that fight with them in Syria attack the U.S. troops. What this tells you is that Iran was already planning for all of this in advance of these attacks in October, because Iran is not stupid. They know exactly what will happen once you conduct an attack like this against Israel. The use of the uh, $6 billion now as a threat is kind of a lesson learned. When you negotiate agreements with Iran, they will use it against you. This is a pretty normal thing that they have done, which means that you're kind of you're you're between a rock and a hard place when you're dealing with Iran in the international community because they don't have any problem with having this dual track foreign policy in which, yes, they'll negotiate these agreements and then they'll use it to slap you in the face to try to paralyze the United States out of fear of the loss of life. And at some point in time, uh, to be completely frank with you, we need to stop reacting to Iran and start shaping the battlefield the way that we need it shaped, not the way they want to shape it, which is something they've clearly done. Oh, that's a great advice. So ha- having said all that, we uh, the $6 billion is frozen. We hear for the New York Times and Washington Post, places that the administration likes to leak from. And we also know they're able to sell uh, they were able to sell almost all their oil and build up their reserves. They got $70 billion in reserves as opposed to $4 billion after they left off. What I was encouraged by is evidently the Iranian leader and MBS of Saudi Arabia had a conversation, at which time MBS did not say that he is going to stop 
pursuing peace with Israel. He did not buy into that. It seemed like they were both talking at each other rather than to each other. The fact that the phone call took place shows a reapproachment. But the fact that they did not swear off Israel while supporting the Palestinians, I think, is also significant. Don't you? Absolutely. And I think if you go back and you uh, watch uh, Brett Baer's interview with MBS, you see with MBS, he's pretty sophisticated. But to be fair, the Saudis have demonstrated this level of sophistication with Iran. They don't feel uh, uh, required to in any way uh, pander to anything that Iran wants. And in this case, MBS understands that peace is the way in which you end up with a strong Middle East and you and that's through the economy and, and these types of things. So MBS is not going to join in to what Iran wants to do, keeping in mind that even during the period of time when Khomeini was involved in the Islamic Revolution and, and shortly thereafter, Iran has attempted to supplant Saudi Arabia as the true leaders of Muslims in the Middle East. And this is indicative of the fact that Saudi Arabia and certainly under MBS, they are taking back those reins and expressing this is not the way to do business. And so I'm heartened by what was reported on with respect to MBS's meeting um, in Iran. And it doesn't surprise me, but we should realize that Iran will start feeling a lot more pressure and a lot more heat, mm. in which case we do need to be prepared. Our, our military needs to have a plan. It seems to me it's not a, uh, a, an if but a when scenario. The Particularly Shia militants start trying to conduct attacks against our troops, and they will go to those outposts to try to hit first. Right. Uh, we do have to be ready. There's been 80 such and such strikes or, uh, at us. We've only answered four uh, reportedly and it's not been denied by the administration. Dr. Bianca Adair, it's, uh, as much as you want to look at history and give people perspective, it's also very important to ride the news and get the right word out. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Listen to the show ad free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.